God's good, amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Well, God is so good. We have, uh, you know, over the last uh, several months here on our Wednesday nights, at least well, as I've been ministering, I've been ministering on really the life of faith and what that means and, and uh, still going to talk some more about that. It's amazing how much the Word has to say about walking in faith, amen? And so with that said, let's go to some key verses, and then we'll kind of get in what we got for you tonight. So we're going to go first, Mark, uh, Mark uh, chapter 11, praise God, verse 22. Um, of course, at one time we took time to go through this whole thing, but uh, uh, Jesus had responded to him. They had asked him a question, so he's responding, have faith in God, amen. Now, how many know that's probably a, a good thing to do? Yes. Amen, amen. You kind of think that's almost like a duh statement, isn't it? Uh, you know, have faith in God. Well, everybody say, well, duh, you know, but... But uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't realize that that's, uh, you know, that's you got to kind of check yourself in that because there might be a chance you may not be in faith. Thank you for all that enthusiasm, Amen. But there's a chance. So sometimes we're not really in faith. The word faith itself, Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S is the Greek word, and uh, it means to believe in or have belief in. It means uh, confidence, reliance, dependence. Um, it uh, means to have trust. In fact, the Old Testament word for uh, faith uh, is the word trust. Amen. So we were to have trust in God. We're to rely on God, to have confidence in God. Amen. Uh, be persuaded is another word that's used, one of the synonyms for that word. Um, put the, uh, the amplified version of it up real quick. Uh, and it just adds to it basically constantly. Amen. Which is pretty key. Uh, it should be a constant thing. Amen. It's not talking about just in the good times. Come on now. Amen. Uh, but everybody say constantly. constantly. All right. Put the message one up there, if you will. Uh, Jesus uh, was, matter of fact, he said, embrace. And the reason I want to put the message because he says embrace this God life. What life? Well, this life of faith. So embrace this God life. Really embrace it. And nothing will be too much for you. Praise God. And that's a fact. You know, uh, early on, you know, I, uh, when I got saved, it's been now, um, well, over 30 years now. So it's about, we're probably close to 35 years now uh, when I came to know the Lord. And uh, it was a message uh, of faith that actually I got turned on to Jesus by hearing the true love of God. Amen. Because it was a whole series on the love of God and how, you know, just really how it affects your faith. And just understanding how much God loves you, Amen. And it's what it's what saved my it's what saved me. It's what changed my life. Praise God. And so from there on, I've pretty much cut my teeth on on messages dealing with faith, Amen. And uh, that's kind of how I grew up in uh, you know in the message, and that's uh, what changed my life all the way through. Praise God. Still changing my life. Praise God. Uh, so it's a, it's a God life, Amen. So with that said, let's go to uh, put Hebrews ten. We'll read through that, and uh, I, I put a couple more verses on this one just because of where we're going today, but verse 35 says this, therefore do not cast away your confidence, we could say faith, it means unhesitant faith, okay, confidence, which has what? Great reward, praise God. In other words, if you just stay in faith, amen, you'd be amazed at what, what kind of results you get, amen. Verse 36, please, uh, for you have need of endurance or consistency. So that after you have done the will of God, in other words, just keep doing it, what happens? You receive the promise. You know, one, one of the weeks we talked about uh, out of Hebrews uh, 6, talking about, uh, you know, the, the twins, you know, those faith twins, faith and 
constancy or patience. Amen. The word it's, some, it's used, but it just means to be constant or consistent. Amen. And if you do that, the word says, if you're, if you're through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. Well, here's just another way of saying it, that you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will, notice you keep doing it, keep walking it. Well, how do I know if I'm done? You just keep going. Having done all to stand you, you stand, you stay with it, praise God. When you do, praise God, you receive the promise. It always comes. Everybody say promise. promise. Everybody say promise. 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 It's a promise. Amen. The only time the promises don't manifest is when we're not willing to do what he asks us to do. But if we walk it and do it, the promises always manifest, okay? And, uh, and a lot of people uh, may struggle with some of that, but I'm telling you, if we do what he asks us to do, I guarantee you the promises come, all right? So it's just a matter of whether or not we stayed with it or not, all right? Now, that could be open for some debates, but hopefully through this series we're giving some answers on that, all right? Because a lot of times we think we're walking in faith and we're not. Okay, that went over like a lead balloon. All right, verse 37, let's put that up. Yet For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. And that actually word, he who is coming, it literally it just means that which is coming. Uh, and that comes out of uh, uh, Habakkuk 2, uh, I believe it's 2, verse 4. And it just says that when it's talking about in, con in context is uh, what you're believing for, what it is you're standing for. Um, the, the vision, the promise, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the purpose, all that stuff, whatever it is that you're standing for, let it be known that it will come, amen, and it will not tarry, verse 38, hallelujah. Now the just shall live, how? By faith. There's that God life. This is how we live. We live by faith. This word live here is zeo, Z-A-O, and it just means how you conduct life, live in life day by day, every day. We, the just, that's you and me, the just or the righteous shall live by faith, right? But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure, brings no satisfaction to God when you're pulling back. And that's kind of what we talked about last week. We kind of focused on the fact that we, uh, faith always moves forward. Faith doesn't back up. You're not looking back, drawing back, pulling back. Uh, you know, you're not letting, you know, the word talks about put your hand to the plow and, and don't look back. Praise God. Just keep moving forward. Praise God. You'd be amazed at how many things can come to pass just by keep moving forward. Amen. Just keep moving forward. All right. And you'd be amazed how many things just start working and coming into place. Praise God. Verse 39 then. But it says, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition or destruction, that word means. But we are of those who believe, right, to the saving of the soul. That's what we do, praise God. We move forward, we believe God, we trust in God, praise the Lord, and that's what changes our life, amen. Uh, the Word talks about uh, mind being renewed, talks about a life being transformed, amen. All that happens by staying with it, keep on going. Are you still with me? All right, so let's, let's click into something today, uh, what we have for you today, and we're going to go out of the, uh, start with, Acts 3, please. The book of Acts, chapter 3, is where we're going to start today. All right, now, praise the Lord. So, a life of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, live by faith. I guess you don't have a neighbor by you, so live by faith, James. All right, all right, there you go, buddy. All right, praise the Lord. So, uh, verse 1 says this. Now, Peter and John went up to, together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried uh, whom they laid daily, everybody say daily, daily, 
daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, that was the name of it, and to ask alms. In other words, so he's got there flying a sign or whatever he's doing there. Come on now. And uh, for those that entered, so, you know, that every day he had to be carried there, laid there. And that's what, you know, it says here, uh, from his mother's womb. Okay, so obviously been a lot of years. Okay, anyway, and it says, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms, okay, and fixing his eyes on him uh, with, with John, so this is talking about Peter now, Peter said, look at us, and so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something. Everybody say something. He's expecting to receive something. Now, we, we, you know, he's expecting a handout, right? Come on. Expecting something, you know, somebody to give him something here. So he's expecting something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. So he was looking for a handout and got a hand up. Whatever. Come on now. So he's looking for a handout. He gets a hand up. He gets lifted up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. Praise God. All right, everybody say immediately. Uh, we like those kind of miracles, right? We like those immediate ones. Come on. And uh, so immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And it says, so he leaping up, stood and walked, which is another miracle. I mean, if you think about it, because if he's never been able to use his feet and legs. So not only did he receive strength in it, but now he's up and even walking. Come on. And leaping, hello, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And it goes on, of course, they were all in amazement and wonder, praise God. So this man was expecting to receive a handout. He gets a hand up. All right. Now, uh, the reason that I thought this would be a good one to, uh, to talk about today is that um, I found that, you know, uh, most people um, are looking uh, for relief and not necessarily results. Okay, uh, now listen, if, you don't, if you're in need of re relief, relief is a good thing. Come on, somebody, right? We've all been there. Uh, but uh, uh, how many know that really what we should be pressing in for is not just relief, but pressing in for results, right? I mean, that's what we should be doing. All right, this guy was just expecting to receive something, some kind of a handout. But what happened was he gets a hand up. Amen. He gets a miracle. All right. Now, I believe, uh, you know, uh, God is wanting uh, not just to give you relief. God is wanting to give you a result. Praise God. Amen. Not just take care of the moment uh, financial pressure, but actually take care of it. Come on, somebody. Right. Come on. Not just not just give you a moment of relief concerning that physical deal, but actually, praise God, bring wholeness. Amen. So you don't have to worry about that thing anymore. Can I hear a big amen? Not just bring a moment of relief in the home, but literally bring breakthrough. Praise God. A full manifestation. Amen. Not just some, you know, moment, uh, momentary thing, but literally bring results. Amen. And I believe that's what we should uh, we should be believing for. Praise God. And so sometimes, you know, we're, you know, we're here talking about a message of faith, talking about how we live by faith. Sometimes uh, if, if, if you guard uh, your heart a little bit or maybe uh, just kind of uh, maybe a better way to say it, maybe police yourself a little bit, uh, you'll catch yourself sometimes just believing for, you know, relief instead of full results. And again, we're not making light of anybody's thing. Uh, we get it. You know, we've all been in that, uh, you know, in that situation. 
You know, we've all been in the relief line. Come on, somebody. Right? Looking for relief in something, you know, something going on. And we've, we've, we kind of felt like we've had our head under the water for a long time. And we're just trying to get on top, get a breath. Come on, somebody. We've all been there. And uh, probably some of us have been there a lot. And, uh, you know, maybe it's been ongoing in certain areas of our life. So we're not here to make light of anybody's situation. We're not here to poke fun at anything. We're not here to poke fun at this guy. All right? Uh, you know, he's there. He's, he's flying a sign or whatever he's doing, trying to get, uh, you know, just trying to get, you know, you know, get something. You know, the word even said that. He's, he's expecting something. You know, in fact, some of those guys that fly signs, they let him say that. You know, anything helps, even a smile. Now, you know as well as I do, they want more than your smile. Come on, somebody. Amen. But uh, the bottom line is there's a, anything, right, or something would be uh, wonderful. Praise God. Whatever. Uh, this guy here is wanting something. Amen. So he's expecting this handout, and he gets more than that. Praise God. From now on, he doesn't have to go sit there. Come on, somebody. His life just instantly changed. Amen. And, uh, you know, the idea is, is to press in with our faith. You know, this is how we live. We conduct our life and live our life, praise God, by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Amen. And we do it constantly, praise God. So we, we need to police ourselves sometimes and find out, am I really just kind of looking for momentary uh, relief or am I really pressing in for the true manifestation or the true breakthrough? Amen. Uh, one of the, a lot of times when I'm uh, with this message, uh, you know, I like to call it the belief line. You know, God's trying to get you out of the relief line, get you into the belief line. Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen. Now, again, again, we've all been in the relief line. Come on now. But you'll find if you get into the belief line, it's actually shorter. <laughs> it is. It's a lot shorter line. And uh, so, you know, it paid to get over in that line. Amen. You get you. Get your answers, uh, you know, a little, a little sooner, praise God. Amen. So, but you got to catch yourself. Amen. And so it all comes down to, you know, are you putting confidence in that? Are you only, are you only believing God that, that he could just bring relief? Or can you believe God that he can actually answer that thing and take care of it? Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, so this is what this series is really all about, right? It's pressing in uh, to get more than just relief, some kind of band-aid, some kind of quick fix. Praise God, but literally get some answers, get a solution, praise God, get ourselves a result, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, good results, right? Good. Hallelujah. So, so we got to kind of come out of this, uh, maybe another way of saying it, I'll just toss it out there. Um, you know, you got, it's a mentality, really. And um, so we want result mentality and not relief mentality. So that might help somebody, just, it's just a way of thinking. All right, and so, uh, you know, if it's just, I'm just looking for the quick fix or the little band-aid for the moment just so I get my head above the stuff, you know, um, then we have to kind of rethink this thing, get your head right, praise God, get your thinking right, get your faith in check, come on, somebody, and let's, let's press in for the full, full meal deal. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, was, uh, I always, uh, you know, get, uh, when I think about the full meal deal, I always think about uh, Blind Bart. <laughs> You know, old blind Bart, you know, he's screaming by the road, you know. He finds out Jesus is coming to town, and, and uh, you know, normally he's, he's out begging himself, you know, trying to get uh, his own uh, needs met. And uh, so here comes Jesus down, down the street. He finds out about it. So he starts screaming out loud, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, you know, just screaming it, you know. And everybody around is getting embarrassed because they think, you know, stop it. You're, uh, you know, you're, you know, bringing negative attention here. We don't want to, you know, just stop it, be quiet. He just starts screaming all the louder. He's going for the full meal deal. 
He ain't looking for just some, you know, uh, you know, you know, little momentary relief. He's looking for the full meal deal. He found out, man, the guy that can give me answers is walking down the street. He's coming right by me here. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna position myself right. I want the answer. And so, you know, when he started screaming out loud, the word even more, uh, the word says that it, it caused Jesus to stop. Right? He's going, just moving along, just heading in a direction. And we don't have any, any idea of whether anybody around him, because obviously people are thronging him all around him. Nobody's getting any results. But all of a sudden, that man yelling out, amen, stopped him. He called him. And so they went to, they say, hey, Jesus is calling you. Goes up to him and he asked him, he says, what could I do for you? What do you want? Well, we all know, you know, he could look at the man and tell, I'm sure the man wants, you know, his eyes fixed. Come on, right? But you don't know. A guy might have just said, you know, I got a hangnail. I'm just wondering if you could fix that for me. Come on now. Well, I'm just, you know, you, you think I'm just being funny, but I mean, some people that, you know, you know, they're just thinking maybe that's all God could do for me. Or maybe all, maybe all God wants to do for me. Well, you're, you, you need sight. Yeah, I know. That's a big thing to ask. Maybe we'll just start with a hangnail. Does anybody hear me? I'm just looking for just momentary relief. This thing right now, just, it's just pestering me. And I just, I just need that thing. Just, it's just been hurting me all day. Yeah, I know, but you ain't got sight. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm used to that, though. I mean, you don't know. So Jesus asked a fair question. What do you need? What do you want? Well, he said, I got my sight back. I want the full meal deal. All right. So Jesus will find, you know, so what happens? He gets he gets healed. Right. Praise God. It's a, it's a great story. Praise God. But not everybody's you know thinking about the full meal deal. Not everybody's thinking about full results. Not everybody's thinking about the full manifestation. Some people are just thinking about, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, momentary things. Come on, just little little things. And for whatever reason, like I said, it could be all kinds of reasons. It could be the fact that you don't think you're worthy of it. it could be a fact that you don't think he would do that for you. Uh, maybe, 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 I mean, some, you know, they did ask him once in a while, they says, if you will, make me whole. He said, well, I will. <laughs> you know, you know, okay, all right. So that, he settles it. I will do that. I can do that. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it could be all kinds of reasons, okay? You could think that you're not worthy of it. Some people, that's true. Uh, well, you know, I, I was messing around, did something, and I, I, you know, messed up my life. And the reason I'm dealing with all this is because of what I did. So I, I just don't know if God would do that because, you know, I got myself into this mess, and, and I better just try to get myself out of it. And It could be all kinds of reasons. But the point is, okay, because of all those reasons, you're here only believing for relief instead of believing for results. So we've got to come out of that relief line. Come over here in the belief line. Come on, somebody, right? And get something. Let's, let's look at another story here. Let's go to Mark 9. Let's check that one out. Mark 9. You all doing okay? Yeah. Now, I think the good thing about this, I think the reason that the Lord has, has at least put me on this as far as the Wednesday night services, talking about faith every week, uh, is because, you know, uh, just for this reason, man, we, we want results. We want to see some things happen. We want God to move in our households, in our families, in our health, in our finance, and whatever it is that you're believing for. Amen. Instead of just playing patty cake with the devil all the time. Uh, we want results, praise God. And so sometimes we just don't realize that, you know, we're sitting here back, sitting in the background, so to speak, waiting for God to do something. And the whole time God says, listen, I'm waiting for you to do something. I need you to get engaged here. I need you to get behind this. I need you to press in. I need you to believe. I need you to, uh, to put your confidence and trust 
here. I need you to get your mouth uh, talking the right stuff. I need you to make decisions, amen, to move forward on your own, praise God. And as you do, the word even talks about in there that as they went, they were made well. Sometimes that's all it is. It just gets you moving forward. Amen? All right. Well, anyway, Mark 9, let's go to like verse uh, 14, I believe. And, of course, this is one of my favorite stories. Uh, so sometimes you get in this stuff. I'm going to definitely come to this one. Uh, verse 14 says, And when he, had come, uh, when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. And immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. Woo, Jesus is here. Woo. And he asked uh, the scribes, uh, what are you discussing with them? And then one from the crowds answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. All right. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So in other words, he goes into a seizure. Okay? He has seizures. All right. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, uh, but they could not. Okay? And he answered him and said, Oh, uh, faithless. Now, the word of you, you can look at your cross-reference, at least mine says that. It means unbelieving. Okay? So that's a key word here. So unbelieving or faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. All right? And they brought him uh, to him. And when he saw him, immediately, here we go, the spirit convulsed him. He fell on the ground, wallowing, foaming at the mouth, went into a seizure right at his feet. Okay? So he asked his father, how long has he been, how long has this been happening to him? Okay? Now, I always, every time I read that, I can't help but think the coolest cat on the planet is Jesus. He is the coolest cat. I mean, this guy, you know, this, if you really stop and think about what happened here, this kid now is, is, is going into a seizure right, right here, and uh, he just, he just kind of looks past it, talking to Dad while this whole thing's going on. And you can bet that the reason that the disciples couldn't do nothing earlier, and the Word even talks about, because they'd asked some questions, you know, uh, why could this not happen? Well, through prayer and fasting. Now, we just think that that means, you know, you've got to do enough praying and enough fasting so somehow you move God. Praying and fasting isn't to move God. Praying and fasting is to move you. Get you in a place where you're not moved by everything in the natural. See? So the disciples got all freaked out because the boy goes into a seizure right in front of them. So they don't know what to do. So they all panic or they all whatever. Well, Jesus comes along, and obviously there was a commotion, right? So what's going on? Well, this is what's happening. So bring him here. Bang, right there. Goes into a seizure. Or, you know. So Jesus just looks on past it, asks Dad, how long has this been happening? What's Dad say? Since from, from childhood. Well, I think that's long enough to deal with that mess. What do you think? Come on now. Now, if we're talking about Sunday services, this is one of those chronic things. Come on, somebody. There's a spirit behind it, right? Anyway, it's another it's part of a Sunday service. Amen. But anyway, how often, uh, pardon me, uh, verse, I said from childhood, verse 22 then. Uh, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Now, in other words, he goes back through the story again. Okay? Now, listen. He says, but if you can do anything. Everybody say anything. All right, now, he, again, he's, he's looking for anything. Just give me anything. What's he want? He wants relief. I, I, this thing's getting old. Okay, I've been doing it. I came here. They couldn't do nothing. So, man, if you can do anything, I mean, give me something. I'll take anything right now. Now, listen, we're not picking on Dad. Uh, 
you know, because that's pretty serious stuff going on here. Come on, right? And, uh, you know, you gotta, you got to have a little compassion for Dad here. Come on. Uh, but uh, Jesus wasn't going to play around because uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play patty cake with the devil anymore. Come on. So if you, if you, want, you want results here, amen, you don't want to go back home with this boy like this, right? So he says, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us, right? But Jesus said this, if you can believe. So in other words, I got to get you out of the relief line, get you over here in this other line. Come on, I got to get you over here, okay? If I get you over here, we'll be done with this thing. Unless you just want a hangnail fix. Maybe the boy's got a bruise or bunged up knee because he, maybe we'll just get that fixed. What would you rather have? I'm just saying, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not messing with anybody. I'm just saying, that's a fact. Okay, what do you want? I mean, do you, do you want, want this thing done? He said, I want, uh, you know, I'll take anything. But Jesus said, well, I'm not going to just give you just anything. I'm going to give you a miracle here. Amen. I'm going to give you what you need here. And we want this boy fixed and whole. Amen. So he says, if you can believe all things, what are possible to him who believes? Now, that's one of my favorite verses there. Amen. And how many know that's true? That applies just about anywhere. Come on, somebody, right? You know, if you can believe, right, all things are possible if you can believe. Amen. So we know that all things are possible. I mean, religiously, uh, you know, I mean, you can go to most churches and ask them, are all things possible for God? And most people would agree. And we know, according to Mark 1, that all, the, you know, uh, when the, the angel was talking to Mary, uh, she, you know, he made it clear that all things are possible to God, for God. There's nothing impossible for him. Right? Okay, not Right? Now, us religiously, we could all agree with that. I'm not messing with nobody. It's just the facts, right? Because So religiously, I could go into a Baptist church. I could go to a Lutheran church. I could, I could go into a Catholic church. I hopefully could go into Word of Victory. Come on, somebody. And ask the question, uh, is, are all things possible for God? Is there anything impossible for God? No, you hope they answer no with that, right? Right? Now, listen, I'm not messing with you. It's just, it's just the facts. But he says here that all things are possible to him who believes. So if I can get you in the belief line, then that hooks, hooks you up. Now you can have what you're believing for. You can have what you need. You can have results. You can have the answer, the solution. Anybody with me? Now, um, so when we talk about, you know, the duh statement, have faith in God, now it starts coming alive because maybe people are not, maybe they're not in faith. Maybe they're really not believing. And we're not here to condemn anybody. We're not here to criticize anybody. We're not here to sit here and judge one another about whether they're in faith or not. The idea is that we all... Uh, check ourselves sometimes because maybe we're just sitting there saying, well, I'll just take anything. You know, if you can do anything, you know, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, expecting something, some kind of handout, some kind of thing, just, just give me some relief. Well, relief's good when 
you know, you need relief, but I don't just want relief because I don't want to have to get relief and 24 hours later be in the same boat and then needing relief again. Anybody with me? So, we, so it's worthy of checking ourselves. So he looks to Dad. He said, Dad, I understand what's going on here, but if you can believe. And I don't think Jesus was being hard with him. I don't think he's trying to be mean or crude. He just, you know, he just sees what's going on. Remember, we got a boy laying at his feet right now going into seizures. Right? That, we haven't lost that. He's still right here going into a seizure right at their feet. And dad just, you know, again, seeing this, and it po- probably a little bit of everything, maybe a, a little bit of uh, uh, not only uh, being fatigued with it all, but maybe even the embarrassment of this thing constantly happening. He can't go anywhere with his boy because this stuff always happens. Come on. I mean, we got all kinds, the whole gamut of emotions probably going on with dad. So that's why dad says, if you can do anything, just have compassion on us. I mean, I'll take anything right now. Well, he says, if you can believe, all things are possible. So you can actually go home with your boy well and never have to deal with this again. And I think that's, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have the result. Come on, somebody, right? All right, so it's worthy of checking ourselves, amen. So the question then, you know, are we living by faith or are we, you know, do we have faith in God is a valid question. All right, all right, it's a valid question. So if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes, okay? And, uh, of course, uh, goes on. I don't know how much I gave you back there, but, of course, we know what, ha- we know what happens. Praise God. Uh, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, ministered to him. Praise God. And he gets delivered. Praise God. Amen. Uh, actually, verse 24. I didn't give you verse 24, but it just says that the father then figured it out and said, uh, he said, Lord, I believe. He said, help my unbelief. You know, now he, how many know he didn't need help with his unbelief? He had plenty of it. But, but he did need help with his believing. Amen. But he did get it, didn't he? Right? So that's another cool thing. Okay? So dad came out of the relief line into the belief line in a matter of seconds. Right? So it ain't like it, ain't like it has to be, you know, some major drawn out thing. Now we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And we know that that needs to be something that you're constantly pulling in and drawing in, praise God. And ultimately, the idea is the more you do that, praise God, the more, right, you, can, you have faith to lean on. Right now, but when you step out of relief line into belief line, it could be just a matter of seconds, and all of a sudden you have a result. And it could be just something just so simple as you really weren't pressing in for the full thing. You had a little bit of warfare going on inside, a little bit of question mark. Come on, somebody. Could be all kinds of things. So the point is, Dad went, you know, from zero to sixty. In a ma- you know what I mean? Just in seconds. Amen. Came out of the relief line, into a belief line, got a result. They went home, praise God, hallelujah, with a boy that's whole. Good results, right? Amen. So please don't take this either like it's some big, long, complicated thing. It could be something just as simple as catching yourself, realizing, you know what, what am I doing? I'm actually in doubt and unbelief right now. Or I'm actually, I'm actually feel like, you know, I'm not worthy of this. Or I actually am struggling with something. And you can deal with that, change it. 
bang, and all of a sudden you're back in a belief line getting results. Isn't it amazing? You could get born again not knowing anything except you need to be born again. And that was enough to get you in a belief line to receive salvation. Come on, somebody. To the point that you're literally the greatest miracle that happened to any human being coming out of uh, death, coming out of darkness, coming out of a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light by a split-second decision by saying yes. And it puts you in a place where all of a sudden now you're heaven-bound. Praise God. You're, I mean, come on. That is one of the greatest things. To have. And, and yet, from there on, we, may, we complicate it. We think everything else we have to work for, come on, right? Or it's a struggle to get or a strain to get, and it really isn't. It's a way of thinking, come on, and it's changed. That's why we renew our mind with the Word. That's why we spend time in communion with God to get, to get answers, to get direction, to get clarity, to let Him talk to us about things. Come on, somebody. That's why we go to the house of God, hearing good faith word, come on. Hallelujah. Why? So you hear things, and so praise God, you get transformed, and you, hallelujah, get metamorphosized. Come on, somebody. Made different. Why? So that way you come out of relief lines into belief line in an area of your life. Things change. Here we go. Now we're moving forward. All right. Well, let's try another one. Let's go to John 5. Let's try one in John. John 5. Hallelujah. Doing good? Doing good. Am I boring you tonight? No. Okay, I wouldn't want to bore you. John 5. Let's go to verse 1. Another common story. Um, verse 1 says this, After this, uh, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there uh, is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, uh, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. Okay, I'm in John 5. You there? Okay, so now I'm in... Uh, uh, um, verse 3 now, in these lay a great multitude of sick people, right? Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Everybody say great multitude. Great multitude. This is one of those that I, I use, like uh, we've even used it a few times here recently on some Sunday services. We talk about where um, Jesus goes into a place and there's people, there's multitudes of people that are there, sick, and one, he goes in and ministers to one person. Walks back out. Amen. So, anyway, this is, the, this is one of those stories. So, anyway, they're waiting for the moving of the water. I guess supposedly an angel would come down, verse 4, and at a certain time into the pool and stir up the water. And whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. Okay. And why, how, I, I don't know. Was it, was it actual? Was it true? Um, you know, we, uh, you know, all we know is that's, that's what they all thought. So whenever they saw the water stir, they're all moving toward the water. And whoever could get in there first, amen, made well, I guess. Now, I don't know. Is it, did, that, did, was it, did an angel actually come down stir the water? I don't know. We just know that's what they all, they all thought, and so that's what they did. So that's, that's what's going on. So they're all there. Amen. Now, whoever's going to be the fastest is going to get there first. How many know that to be true? So if I was there, I would have got there first. You know. 
And he says, well, what if we're out in the woods and the bear starts chasing us? Well, all I got to do is outrun you. Okay, that was, that was horrible. That was terrible. Are you listening? It's, it's just the first guy gets there. So it seems kind of a, seems like a crazy situation, but when the waters stir, they're all moving toward the water. And the first one that can get in the water gets made well. Okay? So that's what it says. So, but it says, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity uh, 38 years. Now, I mean, that's quite a while. 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Now, the sick man, I answered him and said, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Now, how many of us now, what he asked, right? We've, you've heard me teach on that before. Uh, so what we got here is really just kind of coming up with he's re, a rehearsed excuse, okay? I can't ever get there because I'm always the last one. I can't get there, and blah, 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 whatever, and everybody always beats me. And so everybody else gets healed. I never get healed, right? Now, you don't think there's a lot of faith being released here. And probably, to be honest, there probably isn't a lot of faith being released here at all from him. Come on, somebody. All we're hearing is excuses, all right? But I believe with all my heart that right now this is happening based on another person's faith. Come on, somebody. I believe that the reason Jesus went in there and only ministered to one person and walked back out is because somebody was pressing in, I believe a family member, a friend, or somebody, come on, somebody, believing God for wholeness for their family member, whatever it is, pressing into God, amen. And I believe the Spirit of God, because Jesus said, I do nothing unless I see the Father do it, amen. So, Somewhere along the line, he's in prayer. He picks it up. I got to go in. I got to go to that place. And there's a man. Do you want to be made well? The man goes into an excuse. That ain't what he asked. But come on, we're going to get you out of here. Right? Come on now. So uh, again, this man, if anything, this man's in a relief line. Come on now. Am I right? Amen. Never tell your God how big your problem is. Tell your problem how big your God is, right? Amen. Praise God. Now, um, everybody say an excuse, because um, I think it's worthy of bringing that up, because that could be just excuses, because uh, you never get beyond your excuse. You never grow beyond your excuse. You never change beyond your excuse. Uh, one brother said that excuses are the nails used to build the house of failure. Uh, yeah, that makes sense, right? Uh, excuses always keep you in your current condition. So it, it could be that, you know, I'm asking you now, uh, you know, are you in faith? Are you in the belief line? Are you believing for your result, for your miracle? It could be that your excuse is holding you back. Could be, right? So you have to ask yourself, you know, am I just, am I just constantly, every time I, I get to that place in my life, or that, that is brought to my attention, do I pull up the excuses? Come on. Because God dealt with me on this very same thing, on certain things. And say, all of a sudden, I always had an excuse. The reason why, because this happened, and that happened, and this happened, and that happened. God said, what? What's that got to do with it? Right? What's that got to do with the price of eggs? Right? Right? Huh? But it was your excuse, okay? So what happened was, okay, so every time it came to that point, you couldn't get past that. 
So this guy, you know, uh, you know, and like I said, that's why I believe with all my heart that it was because of somebody else believing God for him, amen, that all based on their faith, praise God, this man gets made well. Just my opinion. You can take it, leave it, whatever you want to do. But this man said, no man is there to take me into the pool. Every time it's stirred, I try to get there. Somebody else beats me. I never get nothing. Next verse, please. Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Now, he could have said, what? Can't you see? Look at me. But this boy was obviously smart enough to go, hmm. <laughs> okay. So verse 9, what happened? Immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked, amen, and that day was the Sabbath, of course. And how many know it was a good thing, breakthrough, praise God. The boy got made well and whole, praise God. Doesn't have to worry about anybody else stepping in front of him when they get to the pool. Come on, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. I always think about, you know, just, uh, you know, it's easier, it's easier to lose. Some people don't win because it's easier to lose. It's just easier to lose. Well, you, you move forward. No, well, no uh, you know, because I just know if I do, then no, 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 no. No more excuses. Move forward. You know, we got four boys that are lepers sitting outside a city. And the whole city's been enclosed in because of the, the enemy was surrounded them, shut them in, starving them out. And so the city's being starved out. And uh, lepers are standing outside just like they always were because that's out there in the leper colony. There's four of them together. And they're, they get to thinking, you know, they're, they're starving to death. Nobody's bringing us any food out from the, from the city because they ain't got food. So we're just dying. So they thought, you know, if we go in, in the city, we die. If we stay here, we die. You know, maybe we should just go over to the enemy. Maybe they throw us some food. Maybe if we get close enough, they don't want us to get any closer. They'll throw us food just to get us to go. Now, they don't know that in the city that day, come on, or within 24 hours, the prophet of God said within 24 hours, this whole thing's going to be different. They didn't know that. All we know is that four lepers made a decision, why sit here? It's literally what they said. Why sit here till we die? Now, I think that is sound judgment. Right? I think it's pretty sound judgment. Why just sit here till we die? I mean, if we're going to die, maybe we can get our belly full before we die. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, but why just sit here? Now, I, I just think a lot, of, a lot of folks, that's where they're at. They're not, they're not really in faith. They're just sitting there till they die. I know it's none of you, but some people, Right? And again, we're not, we're not here to pick on nobody, but maybe we're really not in faith. Maybe we're just sitting there till we die. 
maybe due to all that's happened in the past. Maybe we've had some bum raps, and, and, and people have. Some people have had things happen to them that should have never happened to them. Things that have happened that weren't right. Things that went down that should have never happened. That's true. Some people literally got bum raps of things that have happened in their life. Right? But pretty soon, if you don't watch it, pretty soon that becomes your life. And so now we're just going to sit there until we die. Right? Ain't no way to live. Ain't no way to live as a child of God. So why sit here till you die? Why not, why not just pick yourself up and start moving forward? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But at least moving forward, right? And I've said it many a times. I mean, there's just there's a few areas in my life that the only reason that anything happened is because I just made the decision I ain't going to sit still and do nothing. So I might as well just move forward. Come on. And not, not having a clue. And, and really, to be honest, in some cases, <laughs> there wasn't an ounce of faith coming out of me. I remember when we moved here, okay, we got in our car, literally, got in the car and said, which way are we going? That's what we did. Because if I stay here, we die. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. We sit here, we die. Get in the Monte Carlo, let's go. Which way are we going? Huh? And we literally, we, we got at the end of the driveway. We said, which way are we going? We said, let's go, let's go west. Trudy says, I've already been east, let's go west. We did. Uh, <laughs> let's go west. Went west. We went west. We didn't have a whole lot further to go west. We went pretty much as west as you can go. And, the, and there was a lot of that things that God did in the midst of that. I go back. It wasn't like I had just gobs of faith. I'm some faith man going somewhere to happen. Man, I just didn't know. Now I know if we stay here, we die. We stay here, our marriage ain't going to work. We stay here. I'm going to end up dead or in jail or something. Just move forward. Anybody hear me? Sometimes it's just things like that. That's all it is. But you could sit there and you can waller in it. You can sit there and lay in your excuse. And again, you might have had something happen to you or several things happen to you that should have never happened, but it happened. So what are you going to do now? Lay there till you die? No, you got a life to live. You got places to go, people to see, things to do. Hey, come on. Why not just move forward? Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, just keep moving forward, will you? All right, praise God. We're in John. Let's do another one in John. Go to John 11. Let's look at this one. Hallelujah. You know, you remember, um, remember when uh, Gideon, now we probably won't go there, but when Gideon um, kind of just laid there in his excuse, you know, that nothing was happening. But when he got past that, he became that mighty man of valor. Sometimes, you know, there are things that God has spoken to your life or things that God has, has uh, you know, 
maybe whether you've heard it by God or somebody prophesied something over you or whether just one day, man, all of a sudden you just kind of had this gnawing on the inside that God wants to do this in your life or whatever it is, um, you know, uh, you, could, you could never see that come to pass if you don't, you know, move forward. Gideon was a mighty man of valor, didn't even know it until he started moving forward. He agreed to what he said, started moving forward through a little transition, did that, and all of a sudden now he goes down in history as a mighty man of valor. In the beginning of the story, it was the guy hiding in the wine press. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying, right? Uh, the children of Israel, that's uh, more of a negative story, but when, the, when the, the, the 12 spies come back from spying out the land, 10 of them said, you know, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. Two of them said, no, 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 God's with us, God, God's for us, we can do this. Oh, no, no, no. And it, it cost them. Do you know why they were in the, in the wilderness 40 years? <laughs> the word says, literally says, one year for every day the spies were in the spying out the land. They came back with an evil report, which, which then fed that to the people. The people bought it, and because of that, 40 years, they wandered in a wilderness. You think, well, that ain't fair. Well, ain't none of this mess fair. Come on, somebody. But that's why we don't, we don't lay there. That's why we don't buy into that mess. That's why we say, you know what, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand it. But all I know is I'm moving forward. I may not have all the answers. I may not have all the, the ins and outs. I might not even know a verse yet to stand on, but bless God, I'm going to find one. Come on, right? I'm still going to move forward, praise God, because I am not going to wander around for 40 years of my life in some wilderness. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Can I hear a bigger amen? amen? All right, praise God. All right, so where I tell you? John 11, let's just go there. All right, John 11. Uh, let's see here. Verse 17, I think is what I told him back there. Um, so what's happened here is, uh, um, uh, well, in verse 17, so when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. So this is talking about Lazarus. Okay. Of course, the story starts earlier, but, um, so Jesus now is, is in town. It says, now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And, and many of the Jews had joined, uh, the women, uh, around Martha and Mary, to comfort them. Everybody say to comfort them. Okay, all right. So everybody right now is comforting them. Why? Because Lazarus, their brother's dead, right? So verse 20 says, And Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. Uh, but Mary uh, was sitting in the house. As she stayed in the house, Martha went out to greet him. Now Martha said to Jesus, okay, Lord, if, everybody say if, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So in other words, she's looking backwards, okay, you know, so now he's been in the tomb four days. So if you'd have been here five days ago, this wouldn't have happened. Okay. All right. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Now, I, I put by my Bible right there, I put really. Okay, now you can put whatever you want by yours. But, but in all honesty, she said that because that's the right thing to say. But I don't know that she believed it yet. Okay. 
So Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha then said back to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. In other words, now, okay, now she's talking about someday in the sweet by and by, I know this will happen. But how many know he's not the God who was or the God who will be, but the God who is? So he's trying to get across to her, and he will hear that I'm here now. We don't have to worry about five days ago. We don't have to worry about someday in heaven. Come on. Right now. Okay. So I am, verse 25, he said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he may die or were to die, depending on your translation, he shall live, right? And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Now, what's the answer? Yes, of course. I mean, I mean, you know, that's what you should answer. Jesus said, or she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Okay, maybe. But that is not what he asked if she believed. I, don't, I'm not, I didn't ask you if you believe I'm the Christ, the Son of God. I asked you, do you believe that though they may die, yet shall they live? That's what I asked. Just, just my own, you can get whatever you want out of it. But my point of view with it is she gave a religious answer. Come on. Well, you know, Peter one time said that. You're the Christ, the son of a living God. And he got the pat on the back. So maybe she's thinking, I'll say the same thing Peter did. I don't know. I don't know. But the point is, okay, and maybe you think I'm being nitpicky. But that didn't, that didn't, come on, obviously, a little bit later here, especially when he says, roll back the tomb, come on, or the stone, come on, Lord, he probably stinks by now. He's been in there four days. What's that mean? Well, that means she thinks, dude, you're, you're going to embarrass all of us here. Does anybody hear me? Remember, he, and he, you know, later on says to her, he says, listen, did I not say that if you would believe that you would see the glory of God? Did I not say that to you? And you said you believed me. Come on. Now, listen, again, we're not picking on Mary. I mean, this has been a tragic thing. This has been a hard four days for her. Probably even longer than that because we don't know how long he was actually sick and what all, you know, how quick it all happened. But the point is this, it did happen. Come on. Now, a little later, of course, Mary meets him and kind of have kind of the same similar kind of conversation with Mary. Now, I'm just, hang on here, because this is another thing, because we're going to check you out if you got faith or not, right? Right? Okay. All right. So they're looking for comfort. He didn't come to just give comfort. Now, he's a comforter. Come on. I mean, the Spirit of God is a comforter, right? Come on. And, and Jesus, you know, praise the Lord. He does bring comfort. Come on. But I'm just saying, see, sometimes we're not in faith because all we're looking for is what everybody just hold my hand. Just hold me. Right now, you don't need help. Yes, I do. Listen, no, 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 no. You think I'm just making fun of somebody. 
Come on, I'm telling you, that right there will kill you. That'll kill you. That ain't going to get you no answer. You may say, well, well, I do need to be held. Well, here. Okay, now let's move on. <laughs> right? Come on, right? I'm just saying. See, sometimes we're looking for comfort. The ladies were like, everybody's there, everybody's comforting them. And they're just, well, Jesus came good. Oh, at least, oh, geez, he, he's a good hugger. He probably was. I bet he was the best hugger. Right? We'll just need a hug. No, you, no, you need your brother raised up. Well, you know, he stinks. <laughs> don't, yeah, I don't know. If you, I mean, I remember one time you did raise somebody from the dead, Jesus, but, you know, I mean, he's in there four days, four days, four days, decomposing, swelling, stinking. Now, listen, right? So why is that any different? I'm just saying, right? I mean, we look at it. See, the Word says, you know, we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, and the things which are not seen are eternal, right? So what happens is, see, we, we don't even realize sometimes that we can analyze a situation. We think, well, well, this one's really bad. I mean, if, if Jesus would have been here, you know, a few days earlier, it would be different. No, He's here now. The same resurrection power is here now. It's no different than we would have raised him up before he died or even right out. Come on, because they knew that, you know, a girl's been raised from the dead. One time there was a funeral procession. He raised the boy from the dead. Come on, the, the news gets out. So they, they know that, that he could do that. But now four days. I, I think right now I just need a hug. Because that's a lot. I mean, this, is, this could be embarrassing, you know. What if he doesn't come? What if he doesn't come up? I'm just saying, you know. See, I'm just saying how your mind can play. All of a sudden, you don't even realize that you're, you might have, might have kind of slid into something like that, and something looks way too big, and right now all I just, I just need comfort. Well, that's what the cheeseburger's for, just Okay, maybe not. Well, they call stuff like that comfort food. What, what determines comfort food? Does anybody know? Huh? So it's different from person to person? Okay, every person has different comfort food? Well, then go eat a cheeseburger, whatever. I'm just saying, right? Okay, anyway, all right, all right. Huh? It's what mama made. Grits? Grits. You like grits? Yeah, I like grits. You can doctor them up however you want, man. Everybody likes them different. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Trudy don't like grits because they're gritty. Anyway, okay, the point is this. Sometimes, sometimes we're really not in faith because we're just looking for comfort. You know, I just... I just want to be comforted. Listen, um, you know, I'm, I don't believe we should be hard-nosed with everybody, and I think if somebody needs a hand held, then what's wrong with holding a hand and helping them through something? Come on, right? I'm not, don't walk out and say, Pastor, yeah, that's why I knew he was a mean preacher. No, no, listen, I think sometimes we, see, we have to catch ourselves. If, 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 if all you're needing is comfort, it's, if I can't get you past that, then we're, what we're going to do is we're just going to be, we're just going to comfort you. 
But if we can get you past just wanting to be comforted, amen, get out of a relief line, step over into a belief line, and let's get you, get this thing changed, amen. And then you're just not going to need just comfort. Now you can rejoice. Come on, somebody. Come on, right? <clears throat> you know, um, you know, just wherever it's where. Um, you know, if if you know if you're over here in the relief line, whatever you're at, whatever's going on. But what if what if that all of a sudden manifested? What if you got a true manifestation? How would you be acting? Would you be over here still looking for a hug, or would you be? jumping up and down, shouting the victory. Come on, somebody. Look what God did. Woo! Well, then let's go over and do that. Woo! Whoop, whoop. Right? I'm just saying, you know, so sometimes you can kind of catch yourself, and, you know, that's another way just to look at, you know, how would you be acting if this, if you knew that you knew that you knew this thing is going to be different within an hour? Then 24 hours, how would you be acting? Would you be over here? Still wanting everybody to, come on. I'm just saying, these are just, see, these are just questions, I think, things to put before you, because to say, have faith in God, you know, well, duh. You know, it really isn't, it's really a valid statement, all right? Because we may not be living in faith. We may not be in that area of our life actually standing in faith. It could be all these other things that are holding us back. And we're, we're too busy looking for a relief instead of, you know, believing like we should. Are you with me today? Or am I, am I, you still love the preacher? Well, that's good because I just felt a little moment there. I had a little moment. I just felt, felt like I wasn't loved. And uh, so you all love me? Okay, good, good. All right, and just lie to me. That's good. It's all right. Just tell me yes. All right. Comfort me. Comfort me. <laughs> Give me a hug later, will you? Anyway, the point is, right, see, it could be a valid question. Are we in faith? See, are we really in faith? And it could be that some of those things in times past that didn't quite happen like we wanted them to could be, Maybe we're getting some answers. Not that we want to get depressed, but sometimes it's good to have an answer because I don't want to do that tomorrow if that's what hung me up yesterday. Come on. I'd rather get through this thing, change this thing, adjust this thing so I can get on top of this thing so that tomorrow makes for a better day. Come on, somebody, where I get results, amen, and not just relief. Did you get something here tonight? Yeah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. <clears throat> Appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Just some different things to look at today and challenge you a little bit in your walk and <clears throat> maybe give you some answers. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> yeah, next Wednesday night we won't be doing a regular service. It's a work night. So we're here starting on two more stuff with our VBS stuff. And, and uh, so anyway, got a lot of stuff. Boy, it's going to be a here we go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, let's get results. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
All right, Father, we give you praise and glory once again. We thank you for, these, for this word and for your principles. And uh, we're thankful, Lord God, for a people of faith, uh, people who walk by faith, live by faith. Amen. And, uh, Lord, we're looking for results, not just relief. And, uh, Lord, forgive us for the times that we were just looking for relief and instead of pressing in for the result. And so uh, we know that you're faithful and you're just to forgive. And so we receive that. We thank you for that. Amen. But we make a decision from here on, praise God, we're going to press in. Hallelujah. Stay in faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stay in that belief line and get our results. And for that, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.